welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Unstuck Your Life podcast. And today, I want to help you get unstuck from those those negative emotions. Not that they're bad, not that they shouldn't be there, but I want to help you welcome them in and not fear them or push them away or avoid them or distract from them. Like we're never really taught how to handle negative emotions. It's not like, you know, there is some chapter in a book in eighth grade where your teachers go over how to handle frustration or overwhelm or anger or disappointment or sadness. Like we're never really taught how to handle those negative emotions. So we tend to have this idea that they shouldn't be there, that they're bad, that it's a problem. They're not bad. It's not a problem. They may be uncomfortable, no doubt, may be uncomfortable, but they're actually there to help you and at times to even protect you. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast on how it is okay not to be okay. So often we walk around life putting a mask on, acting like everything's good when it's not. And we know that deep down inside, but we just don't share that with others. For a variety of different reasons of which I will explore in this podcast. And none of this is coming from judgment. Let me tell you right now, none of this is coming from me judging you or anybody listening. This is coming from my own experience. I have fought the idea of allowing negative emotions into my life. And I've walked around for the greater part of my life acting like I'm fine, even though I'm not. Because I'm afraid of what people might think if I shared what was going on in my brain. Maybe you have had those same feelings. And it's no wonder we have those feelings. I mean, when was the last time you saw someone cry and thought that they were strong? <laughs> right? Or, or like you heard someone talking about being sad, depressed, having fear, and you thought that they were brave. I, I mean, it doesn't usually happen. For the most part, we actually see that as weak. I know that things are changing and that's a good thing. And we're starting to see some of the bravery and strength in talking about those emotions. But in the grand scheme of things, we, we see that as strength and we see that as brave on, on very few occasions. In fact, like if you were at a restaurant for dinner or lunch or whatever, and you looked over at a table and you saw someone crying, or at work, if you saw someone crying. Yeah, you're probably going to have a little compassion for them. But then there's also that like, oh, man, I'm glad that's not me. You might even be a little embarrassed for them. Like, oh, my gosh, I hope nobody really sees that. You disagree? You, you think if you think I'm wrong here, let me ask you this. Have you ever apologized for crying? Have you ever apologized? Sorry, sorry, I know I shouldn't be crying. I, uh, that's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I've done it. Oh my gosh, I've done it. I've done it so many times in my life. Even when I'm around like my family, like I apologized. Why? It's like, I feel bad, so I'm crying. And then like, I feel like I'm making you feel bad because I'm crying or making you uncomfortable. So I'm apologizing for feeling bad. Like I'm not supposed to feel bad. Can you just... Feel the emotional weight of all of that and the pressure of all of that instead of just being okay that I'm not okay. If you're anything like me, a lot of times I have just felt like skipping over 
that feeling and getting like past the sadness and pretending like everything is okay, that I'm fine so that we can seem strong, so that I can seem strong. And I did it for years. I did it for years. For those of you who are unfamiliar with my background, I was in news for roughly 20 years. And I spent the last six of them as a talk show host. I was one of just a handful of women in the country who were talk show hosts. And so I was in a very male-dominated field. And you know the one thing you don't want to do in a male-dominated field? Cry. Like, there's no crying in the newsroom. No. Like, you had to compete. You had to be strong. You had to be competent and solid. And so, man, I shoved down a lot of emotions. And there are a lot of emotions when it comes to news. We don't have to look too far right now in the world to see some of the heartache in pain and suffering that's out there. But I didn't allow myself to feel those. I compartmentalized them. I think I thought that they were bad if I showed them. But like towards the end of my career, I gave myself permission to start being real, to start being authentic, to be vulnerable. And there were times where I cracked that microphone and I did just that. And I want to tell you something that was hard. That was harder than putting on the mask. Letting myself be real and authentic and vulnerable, that's hard. That takes strength. That shows a level of competence in being solid in oneself. It's easier to hide behind a mask, and I know because I did it for years. I started to see vulnerability as strength. And... I mean, I read a lot of books, you know, Brene Brown, that, that's her gig, right? You know, talking about vulnerability. So I, I thank her for that. But within all of it, I started to realize it is okay not to be okay. Like negative emotions, they're not bad. Like I said, they're uncomfortable. They don't feel great in the body, but they're not quote unquote bad. And I think a lot of us have been taught that they are. And negative emotions are not okay. We're not like, there's no way to deal with them. Again, we were never taught how to deal with them. And so what do we do? We ignore them. We try to get away from them. We distract from them. We avoid them. And maybe you grew up in a house where crying was not okay. And if you started to cry, what happened? Well, you know what? Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Or maybe like crying's for babies. Stop whining. Be strong. Whatever that may be. What happens is now as an adult, maybe maybe you're throwing yourself into work in order not to feel something or you're overscheduling and you're super busy because if you're busy, you're distracted. And then that emotion that you're afraid of can't get in because you're just like, go, 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 do, 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 do. Or maybe it is kicking back a couple glasses of wine to take the edge off, trying to outrun those feelings that you're afraid of so that you don't fall apart. I I did all of those things, all of them, throwing myself into work, being super duper busy, kicking back a couple glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. I wanted those negative emotions to go away, and I was afraid that they wouldn't. I was afraid of letting those negative emotions in for fear that they would never go away. Can you feel me on this one? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
where you're like, if I allow that feeling of disappointment or I allow that feeling of frustration or overwhelm into my body and I start taking a look at it and and and, and welcoming it in, then it's just never going to go away. Like it is going to set up shop and build a house and then it's here forever. And I don't want that. That's how I felt. Maybe that's how you feel. I know it's how a lot of my clients feel that they're afraid of welcoming in that negative emotion because they're afraid it'll never go away. And what I want to offer you is just like the best times in your life, that joy, that happiness, that excitement didn't last forever. Neither will the negative emotions. Neither will the fear, the disappointment, the disgust, the sadness. It's not going to be there forever. Life is hard sometimes. It's a fact. Like life is hard sometimes. It is not all rainbows and unicorns. In fact, life is 50-50. It is 50% positive and it is 50% negative. It is. It's the duality of life. In order to know what happiness feels like, you got to know what unhappiness feels like. In order to experience joy, you need to know what misery feels like. In order to feel strong, you need to know what it felt like to be weak. It's 50-50. Now, you can argue with me about this all you want, and people do. They want life to be 80-20. You know what? I want I want more positive than I want negative. You can want it, but that's not necessarily how it works. In fact, there is so much relief and acknowledging that life is 50-50. Because when life does get tough, which it will, when there are struggles, which there will be, you can then acknowledge that, yep, this is the part of life that sucks. This is the 50% of life that's hard. There's nothing wrong with me. I haven't done anything wrong. This is the part of life that's hard. I'm human. This is part of the human experience. And when you see it that way, when I see it that way, there is so much relief. I don't have to fight against it. I don't have to run away from it. I don't have to avoid it. It's just there. But I see people resisting this all the time. If you're fighting for life to be 80-20, like 80% positive and 20% negative, a lot of times what happens is you try to control it by being overly positive. And you may know someone like this who is just overly positive. Yes, there is such thing as being overly positive. We, we tend to like undervalue our negative emotions and overvalue the positive ones. And just like so many other things in life, too much of a good thing is bad. And that can also apply to positivity. Like positivity has its time and place. But when it is forced on someone or it, it, it's like not the right time, it can have an absolute opposite effect. And I think a good way to paint this picture for you is to imagine positivity like cake. I like cake. Do you like cake? I like cake. All right. So if positivity is like cake, cake feels good. Yeah, cake feels good. And in fact, sometimes when you're not feeling so good, you're like, okay, that cake makes me feel better. But just like with so many other things, you can overdo it with cake. Yeah, have you ever done that? Have you ever had too much? Too much cake? You're like, ooh, this is good. Having another piece, one more piece, one more piece. And then what happens? You get sick. Too much cake makes you sick. Now, I also want you to imagine like forcing someone to eat cake when they don't want it. When they're not in the mood for cake, it's not helping them feel better. It's not helping the situation. But that's what we do with positivity. We can overdo it. 
We can force it on someone who doesn't want it when they're not in the mood. And just like anything that's overdone, like you can overdo exercise, you can overdo working, you can overdo sleeping, you can overdo dieting, you can overdo love, all of those things when taken to excess, it can become toxic. And so can positivity. Toxic positivity. Have you ever heard this? It's not some woke kind of idea. There's a lot of truth to it. And I think when I explain it to you, you might get some relief for yourself and be able to show up for others in a different way. Because toxic positivity is this idea that like you or the people around you should have like a positive mindset and only have positive emotions or thoughts all the time, especially when times are rough. And we're like, yeah, that's not me. You know, that's, that's not how I operate. But I want you to take a look at this. Because it is this constant encouragement to look on the bright side of something. Like, find the positive. And when you do that, it can totally negate the true emotional experience that someone is having. Like, don't worry. Be happy. No. No. You don't have to be happy about everything. I know that when you ask people what they want in life, they're like, I just want to be happy. No, you don't want to just be happy. Because if all you ever are is happy, then you have to be happy about everything. And I don't want to be happy about everything. I do not want to be happy when things don't go my way. I don't want to be happy about war. I don't want to be happy about death. I don't want to be happy all the time. And if you're going to be happy all the time, then you have to be happy about those things. I don't want to be happy about those things. Do you? Yeah. Starting to see how it's okay not to be okay? Toxic positivity doesn't always show up as like Pollyanna. It can be subtle and disguised as useful. I remember, let me tell you a story here a sec. I remember being a new mom and I was overwhelmed. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed. I had a career in news, which was a highly stressful job. I had a newborn at home, a husband that was working overnights. So I was by myself with that newborn a lot. I was one of the first friends in my friend group to have kids, so a lot of my friends had no idea what I was going through, and how could they? Like, you don't know what that's like until you're actually in it. My parents didn't live near me. My in-laws didn't live near me. My sister was here, but she has her own career and doesn't have kids, and so, like, I just felt like nobody really understood what I was going through. And man, was I overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. And I remember it being about Christmas that year and we were having some friends over for dinner. And, you know, I put on the mask, I put on the happy face, you know, things are fine. And we needed something. There, there was something at like the dinner party that we ran out of or I forgot to get or something along those lines. And I said to my husband, I gotta run to the store real quick. And he was like, okay. In fact, I was so thankful that I had a reason to escape the house, just to get out for a few moments and breathe, because the mask was kind of suffocating at that point. And I had a friend who was like, oh, I'll, I'll go with you to the grocery store. And I was like, all right, really good friend of mine. And so I was like, yeah, come on, let's go. And on the way to the grocery store, she's like, yeah, all right. I mean, she, she knows me. And so she's like, all right. And I told her, no, I'm not. I feel like I'm drowning and there's no life preserver in sight. And I just really started spilling my guts to the point where we got to the grocery store and I pulled into the parking lot and man, I was crying 
because I just it was like this release of like just just trying to get it off my chest. And she looked at me and man, she had she had the best of intent. But she looked at me and she's like, Pamela, you've got so much going for you. Like you've got so much to be thankful for. Your daughter is healthy. You have an amazing husband, a killer career. Like it could be worse. You you've got this girl. And well, I was thankful for all those things that she was acknowledging. I was still struggling. Like I was still really struggling. I didn't know it at the time, but at the time I was suffering from postpartum depression. And I had the courage to say something and I was being vulnerable. And I know that this person truly thinks that they were helping, but it hurt because it really invalidated what I was feeling. And not only did it invalidate what I was feeling, it made me feel bad for feeling that way. Like I, I not only was feeling bad before, but now I feel guilty and embarrassed that I wasn't thankful for all of those things. So there was like this secondary emotion on top of it because now I felt guilty for not being thankful for everything that I have. I offer you that story just for perspective. When someone comes to you and is sharing what's going through them, you don't have to make them feel better by trying to put a positive spin on it. Just listen and let them be where they are without trying to fix it all the time. I'm all for a positive mindset. I truly believe that you have so much power over your thoughts, more so than what you give yourself credit for. But it's also about recognizing encouraging a positive mindset can be harmful and appropriate at times when people don't want cake. <laughs> they, they just want to be where they are. So that's what like toxic positivity can look like from other people. Or maybe you do this, like saying, you know what? Everything's going to be fine. It could be worse. Hey, look on the bright side. This too shall pass. Positive vibes only. You got so much going for you. How could you be upset? We say those things. Like it could be worse. It's okay. It could be worse. We say those things trying to help. I've said those things to people. But I share that story with you to show you that sometimes when you think you're helping, you're actually doing more damage. What toxic positivity can look like from within yourself is when you're hiding your feelings and you're stuffing them down just to get on with things. Like, nope, who's got time for this? It's not okay. And like I talked about before, feeling guilty for how you feel. Like I have so many blessings. I have so many things going right for me. Why do I feel bad? I shouldn't feel bad. There are so many people in this world worse off than I am. Who am I not to be thankful for what I have? Gosh, I hear this one from women all the time. I have felt this myself. And I just want to tell you, it is okay. It is okay not to feel okay. How you feel is valid no matter what. No matter if you've got so many great things going for you, this is your experience. You don't have to compare it to anybody else's. It's yours. No one else's. So when you force like this positive spin on pain, as what happened in the story I just gave you, what it does is it makes you feel isolated. Like I, at that point in time, felt like I could no longer share my story and my struggle with this person because I felt bad for doing so, like something was wrong with me. So I kind of shoved it down and I felt quiet, like it was bad for me to share. 
be aware of that. And, you know, we, and we do this to ourselves. Like we convince ourselves that it's not okay to be okay. We feel like if you don't share what's going on in your head because you know what? You don't want to drag others down. No, you, you know, everybody else has got their own problems. They don't want to hear mine. <laughs> I laugh because I don't know how many times that thought has ran through my head. If it's ran through yours, you're in good company. Like everybody else has got problems. Like nobody wants to hear mine. Like I've convinced myself of that sometimes. But, but when you do that, like you're denying your truth. And the truth is life sucks sometimes. In fact, it sucks 50% of the time, right? 50-50. You may look unbreakable on the outside. It's that mask that you're wearing. But on the inside, it feels like you're barely keeping it together with bubble gum and duct tape. Can you feel me on this? Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole like check on your strong friends. Because I put that mask on, that disguise of being like super strong and independent and everything's okay. Like I wore that costume for so long and then nobody would check on me. Everything's fine. Pamela's got it figured out. Well, of course they thought that. That's what I wanted them to believe. But on the inside, that wasn't true. And if you can identify with all of this, like I want you to know it's normal. Nothing's wrong with you. I want to help you with this. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast on why it's okay not to be okay. What do you do about it? Saying it's okay not to be okay is an important first step. Acknowledging that like all feelings are welcome, not just the good ones, but all of them, because they're all part of the human experience. So whether or not you want them, they're going to be there. So why not just welcome them in, realize they're not going to stick around forever. You can acknowledge that. But then what? But what do I really do with this, Pamela? Okay. Developing some tools to help you with those negative feelings, because again, you were never taught this in school is critical because those negative emotions are going to come. So when they do, what should you do? How do you allow it to be okay not being okay? Number one, the first thing I recommend is to label your feeling. Give it a name. Start putting your feelings into words. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling overwhelmed, sad, frustrated, afraid, disgusted, irritated, whatever it is, give it a name, label it. It can be really tempting to like ignore what it is that you're feeling and push it down and act like it's not there. But what I want to tell you is research has shown putting feelings into words can actually reduce the impact of that negative emotion. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't label it, if you're having a hard time getting to the emotion and giving it a name, that's okay. It happens all the time with my clients that they're not accustomed to acknowledging the negative emotions because they've never been taught to. So they have a hard time even giving it a name. That's okay. Don't judge. Don't get stuck there. Just say feeling. I'm having a feeling. Because what neuroscience has found, yeah, this is about science. This isn't just about philosophy. Neuroscientists found that when you turn your negative emotion into words, it actually reduces activity in the part of the brain that handles stress and fear. So you could think of it kind of like, you know how you hit the brakes when you see a yellow light? Well, when you put your feelings into words, you label them, you give them a name, 
you're actually doing the same thing in your brain. You're kind of hitting the brakes on it. And by noticing and naming that emotion, it allows your nervous system to start learning that it is safe to pay attention to these emotions. So step number one, label it, give it a name. After you've done that, the next step, the second thing to do is to notice where you're feeling that emotion in your body. Is it a tightness in your chest, a pit in your stomach, a a tension in, in your neck or in your jaw? What this does is it gets you out of your head and into your body by noticing where you were feeling that emotion. And it's important because when you pay attention to where you're feeling it, you start to notice that physical sensation, that tightness in your chest, that pit in your stomach, that tension in your jaw, it's not going to hurt you. It's uncomfortable, no doubt. Like I get that, but it's not as though that tension in your jaw, that pit in your stomach is going to hurt you. It is a vibration in your body and that vibration isn't going to hurt you. What hurts us is the actions we take because of the feeling, not the feeling itself. Feelings are vibrations in the body. They're not going to hurt you. It's what you do because of the feelings that can get you into trouble. So we tend to think that like if you focus on a feeling that it's only going to get worse or like I said, it's going to set up shop and never go away. But the opposite is true. It is. When you make space for that emotion, when you allow it to be there, you feel it. It may be intense in that moment, but the more you focus on that feeling and you pay attention to what's happening in that part of your body, it doesn't get stronger. It actually gets weaker. It does. There is this exercise that I do with my clients where I have them drop into their bodies and become familiar with that emotion, pay attention to it, lean into it. Instead of running away from it, I want them to lean in towards it and get close to it. And I know that this seems very woo to some of you. I like a little woo, but I'm not very woo-woo. But woo or not, this works. It absolutely works. When you get out of your brain, into your body, you become aware of what it is that you're feeling and you pay attention to it. You make some space for it. You know what happens? It starts to go away. That's what processing an emotion feels like. Allow yourself not to be okay. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Let it be there. And it actually weakens. When you allow yourself not to be okay, it means like accepting all the feelings, all the thoughts, all the vibrations until they're gone, until they pass through you, which they will. When you pay attention to them and you let them pass through you, they go away. When we resist an emotion, you know what? It gets stuck in our body and it keeps showing up and showing up and showing up. It grows. It's important to normalize and label the emotion you're experiencing while like getting rid of the expectation that you should feel any different than you actually do. It's okay not to be okay. You're human. Life is 50-50. When you're in the 50 part that sucks, just realize that you're in the 50 part. You're going to be in the other 50 part where it's positive. At some point it happens. It goes back and forth. It's the duality of life. Hopefully that gives you some relief because when you judge the negative emotion, feeling bad, sad, anxious, frustration, 
when you judge it, when you feel bad because you feel bad, then then like you get the secondary emotion of shame or guilt or embarrassment that comes to the party. And it's really not a party. You make it worse when you judge it versus just allowing it to be there. So label it and then scan your body and figure out where it is that you're feeling it. Lean into it. Pay attention to it. Because it'll start to weaken. And if you really just want something tangible to kind of get you started on allowing yourself to be okay when you're not okay, journal. You've heard me say this so many times. Journal. Bust out the pen and paper and get the thoughts out of your brain and onto paper where you can take a look at them. But here's the deal. Ah, I need you to tell the truth like no one's reading it. Be honest with yourself about what you're thinking and what you're feeling. When you do that, my friend, you're going to be able to organize and understand those emotions that you're experiencing. So that's how you can handle it yourself. How you can be okay not being okay. But then how do you show up in a way that allows others not to be okay when they're not okay instead of trying to fix it for them? I like to fix it. I like to make people feel better. But that's not my job. I want to support them and love them through whatever it is that they're going through and not make them feel bad for feeling the way that they do. How do you do that? Well, instead of like everything will work out in the end, instead of telling them that, acknowledge this is really hard. I'm thinking of you. Instead of saying something like it could be worse, offer yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry you're going through it. I mean, the last time you were struggling, like really struggling, if someone said to you, hey, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Like, How would that have felt? Versus if they would have said, you know, sometimes you draw the short straw in life. How can I support you during this hard time? Like which one would have been more of value to you? When you're struggling and someone says, Hey, you know what? It could be worse. Does that really help? No, it doesn't. It's okay not to be okay right now. Take your time. I'm here. I'm listening. I don't want you walking away from this podcast thinking, you know, I've, I've got some issue with positivity. No, I think that there's most definitely a place for it. And I try to have a positive outlook and mindset on life. It has done such wonders for me. But what I do want you to see is that positivity can be harmful when it dismisses other emotions, when it dismisses other emotions in people you love, and when it dismisses other emotions in yourself. It is okay not to be okay. Acknowledging that can give you some relief to actually start processing it and move through it. All right. I hope this helped you this week. I'll talk to you next. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.